Newsletter, March 2021. Retrograde natal planets. Yikes, Mercury was retrograde when I was born. Am I doomed? Will the check be lost in the mail for the rest of my life? Will my luggage never arrive at the same city that I do? Retrograde natal planets often scare people, as if something were wrong with being born with planets moving in that backwards condition. Yet most of us have at least one of them, and often more. They are far from rare, in other words, and they aren't some kind of high jinx in your chart either. They are just different from planets moving in direct motion. It's sort of like being left-handed. The overriding principle is that first and foremost, there's nothing wrong with anyone's chart ever. The basic laws of the universe preclude that possibility. Your chart is perfect. It fits the needs and conditions of your soul like the proverbial glove. Retrograde planets, squares, oppositions, Mars, Saturn, Pluto, all the bad guys. We need every one of them, and they can be good for you. That's a philosophical point, obviously, but understanding it is mission critical, at least in the context of evolutionary astrology. If you would prefer an astrologer who would describe you as doomed by some configuration in your chart, I can make some referrals. Now, hold your arm out in front of you and point your index finger straight up. Now look at your fingertip through your left eye, then through your right eye. Your finger naturally seems to jump back and forth against the background scenery. Look at Pluto against the starry background in March, then look at it again in September, six months later. It's the same thing. Like your finger, it too has jumped backwards. That's because in March, Earth was on one side of its orbit, while in September, it was halfway around on the other side. That's as if the distance between your left eye and your right eye were about 186 million miles, and that's far enough to make Pluto seem to jump. In reality, Pluto has, of course, continued to plod forward in its orbit. It is only our changing perspective that has made it appear to go backwards. That's how retrogradation works. That is why all the planets are subject to it. We're watching them from the moving Earth as if we were on a merry-go-round. Only the Sun and Moon are immune to this effect. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with the planet going backwards. But when you were born with a planet in that condition, it does have some distinguishing characteristics. Like everything else in astrology, it is possible to get it right and it is possible to get it wrong. Let's focus first on how to get it right, and then we will take a peek at the possible dark side of the equation. Let's begin by understanding a core point. Planets act upon the world. They are the active ingredients in astrology, not to mention in life. They do things. Their spirit is generally forward march. All of that hits a simple bullseye so long as a planet is in direct motion. It is boldly going where it has not gone before, at least not in this particular cycle. It is entering new degrees, which is to say fresh territory. But when a planet is retrograde, it's moving in the opposite direction, inward rather than outward, toward the past rather than toward the future. It is not that it stops acting on the world, 
but rather that some of its energy is siphoned off, repurposed to pay attention to inner worlds and to yesterday rather than tomorrow. Let me reduce this to six simple points about retrograde planets. Instead of action, a retrograde planet is inclined towards reflection. Number two, instead of objectivity, it favors subjectivity. Number three, instead of looking toward the future, it contemplates the past. Number four, instead of going outward, it is going inward. Number five, instead of being extroverted, it tends towards introversion. Finally, number six, instead of participating in consensus reality, it thinks for itself and keeps its thoughts to itself. Among astrologers who are inclined towards dark thoughts about retrograde planets, the view is often held that, in quotes, they have a harder time expressing themselves, end of quote. There is a kernel of truth in that observation, but beware of the implication that this hesitancy must be understood as some kind of flaw. Who do you like better? Someone who shoots from the hip verbally without forethought or someone who reflects before he or she speaks? Easy question, right? Retrograde planets are more like that second person. It's not so much that they always have a harder time expressing themselves as the fact that they are not so eager to. Now, go back in your imagination to the sixth grade. There's a quiet girl in your class sitting near the back of the room, kind of hiding behind her thick glasses, so to speak. When the teacher calls on her, she always knows the answer, but she never volunteers much. The kids like her all right, but they don't really know her very well. If they thought about her, they'd decide that she was a little mysterious, but they actually don't think much about her at all. Now, in her chart, seven planets are retrograde, and she is acting that way. Years later, there's a big class reunion. The quiet girl is now a well-known novelist. Curious, you buy her bestseller. Turns out it's a tale set in a strangely familiar grammar school. As you read, you recognize the characters. There is a devastatingly insightful portrait of someone you quickly recognize as your pompous history teacher. As you read about him and his improper relationship with a rubber duck, Tears of laughter are running down your cheeks. A few pages further on, you pick out the snootiest pretty girl in the class, along with the most arrogant muscle boy. She nailed everyone in a brilliant, trenchant way. You are soon praying that there's no character who resembles you in the next chapter. Back in her school days, our novelist didn't have much to say, but she didn't miss a thing. Better late than never, you are now looking at her retrograde planets in action. Like daffodil bulbs planted deeply, they took longer to come up and bloom. But when they did, they were floriferous. She actually had those funny, piercing insights when she was 11 years old. But she was 40 before she was ready to share them. 
Retrograde planets tend to withdraw more from the world than the active direct planets do. That means that they tend to have a certain freedom from the gravitational field of consensual reality. For example, many of us have heard of laughing yoga. In a group, someone starts laughing for no apparent reason. Pretty soon, everyone else is laughing too. Or in a theater, somebody coughs, and you guessed it, soon someone else coughs too. Humans are herd creatures. I suspect that people with strong retrograde influences are less likely than most of us to laugh or cough under those circumstances. With retrograde planets, there is a certain immunity to being herded around by the group. I am not sure where this idea originated, but I have always heard that retrograde planets frequently appear in the charts of geniuses. I find that notion very plausible, so long as we don't get too one-dimensional about it. Obviously, not everyone with retrograde planets is a genius, and there are other astrological correlates of genius that have nothing to do with retrograde planets, uh, strong Uranian or Aquarian influences, for example, or planets out of bounds by declination. Still, the primary characteristic of all geniuses is that they think outside the box. They have a relative immunity to group think. I suspect they are less likely to laugh just because others are laughing or to cough just because others are coughing. And those genius qualities are, in fact, retrograde qualities. Now, as evolutionary astrologers, we always ask a question that other astrologers tend not even to think about. That is why you have the chart that you have. Since you've had your chart since the day you were born, anything that caused you to have it needed to have happened before you were born. We use the language of re reincarnation to understand all that. So why might you have retrograde planets you know, from that perspective? This quickly gets into deep waters. But basically, those planets equip you to get to the karmic roots of any issues you have retained from prior lifetimes. For example, with Venus retrograde in your natal chart, you will be meeting a lot of people who seem strangely familiar in this lifetime. Together, you're aiming to untangle some kind of karmic knot with those people, something rooted in the retrograde past, the time before you were born. Now, what about the dark side of retrograde planets? As with everything else in astrology, there are ways to make a mess out of them. We might, for example, plant those daffodil bulbs so deeply that they never come up at all. It is, in fact, fair to say that they have a harder time expressing themselves, these restorated planets, so long as we balance that criticism with the second perspective, which is that planets in direct motion might have a harder time thinking for themselves. There's a trade-off here. At any rate, some images of failed responses to retrograde planets. Picture the poet who dies with reams of luminous but unpublished poetry in a box under her bed. No one ever reads a word of it. Maybe that's the effect of a weak response to Mercury retrograde. That's the voice or Venus, the arts retrograde in her natal chart. Here's another one. Picture the armchair adventurer 
who never dared to cross an ocean or to climb a mountain. Could that be a retrograde Mars? Picture the astrology fan who reads avidly for 40 years and is never bold enough to sit with a friend in need and talk about his transit-tortured chart. Could that be Uranus retrograde? Picture the tragic romantic who spends her life longing for love but never takes the risk of actually loving anyone. Are we looking at a retrograde Saturn in the seventh house? Here's one more. Picture someone working for minimum wage, but with a dozen million dollar ideas for businesses or products, none of which she or he is ever bold enough to try out. Is that a natal 10th house Jupiter in retrograde condition? Once again, our aim here is to recognize that retrograde planets have their dangers, something that evolutionary astrological theory holds in common with every other possible configuration. Their particular danger lies in being planted so deeply that they settle for being flowers that never open. But if we do strive to open those flowers patiently but relentlessly, their perfume can fill a city, a country, or even a century. Think of Ludwig von Beethoven, for example. He had four retrograde planets, Mars, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. There are many other examples, of course, but I will leave it at that. Thank you.